0: Hey, which U.S. number one hit song has the honor of the oldest lyrics? The answer is, to everything there is a season. Turn, 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 by the band The Birds, 1965. The lyrics are taken from Chapter 3 of Ecclesiastes, which was written by Solomon in the 10th century B.C. We are in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3. And verse 1 says, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. And then we skip down to verse 9. And it says, what does the worker gain from his toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on men. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the hearts of men, yet they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for men than to be happy and do good while they live. That everyone may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all his toil, this is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that men will revere him. Whatever is has already been, and what will be has been before, and God will call the past to account. Do you ever notice that when the season changes, some people do not? It will go from summer to winter, from plus 20 to minus 20, and some kids will still be wearing shorts and a t-shirt to school. Do they not have warmer clothes to wear? Probably, but they choose not to wear them. In life, it is important to know what season you are in and act accordingly. If not, you could be working against the God-ordained rhythms in your life. God created seasons and there are rhythms to life. Try yelling at an apple tree in the dead of winter. Demanding that it produce fresh fruit immediately. It ain't going to happen. And what is true seasonally, physically, is also true spiritually, in life in general. Which is the theme of Ecclesiastes chapter 3. For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. And the big idea is we got to learn to discern. Things start and things end. And the key to life is to know what season you're in. Just because life went well yesterday when you laughed and danced and shut your mouth and avoided conflict does not mean that the same course of action will work today. Too often we reduce life down to how we do things based on what has worked or not worked for us in the past. To some degree, this can be helpful. Unfortunately, without wisdom that helps us to know what season we are in, We're all pretty much like the guy wearing shorts and t-shirts in the winter. Solomon is looking back on his very full life and says that there is a time for everything, both good and bad. And it helps when we know what season we are in to know how we should act. Life works better when there is a hinge moment to signify that the door to one season is closing as the door to another season is opening. Now, sometimes we resist and don't want to move through that door from one season to another. Let's just take as an example of becoming an adult. This has changed incredibly over the years. In some past cultures, the path to adulthood was rather clear. at a certain age, the family and friends had some form of ceremony to signify they were no longer a child but rather an adult. Today, Western culture has no such clarity. So the question then persists, well, when does someone become an adult? When they can drive? When they can vote? When they have graduated from high school or university? When they? How about when they moved out from their parents' home? When they got married? When they became a parent themselves? So it's a confusing time for young people Clear community rituals help to teach a young person that now they have become an adult and are expected to act as such. I mean, there is nothing wrong with acting like a child if someone is a child. But there is a problem when an adult acts like a child, which can happen when people do not know what season they are in and what is required of them. Also, one of the reasons we avoid the responsibilities in a season of life is simply because we get sick of trying and failing all the time. I mean, do you ever wake up in the morning and say, what am I doing? I'm working so hard at my job and on my life and with all my stuff and all the things that I have to do. Well, for what? Why? Are you ever going to finish everything that you need to do? No. If you did finish it, would it come undone right away? probably, because you're going to have to do it again and again, because it might come undone undone again. Not only that, what you do is never done. If you do get it done and it doesn't come undone, well, what happens? Everything changes, and what you finished doesn't matter anymore. I remember when we were planning the addition to the church, and of course we use technology quite a bit and so we had the electricians run conduit these round pipes all over the place so that we could add networking cable to every room in the church and what happened in just a few short years we didn't need all that because everything went wireless yep things can change fast Solomon knew that what does the worker gain from his toil? And that is a huge question for all of us. Is what you are working on so hard does it have eternal consequences? Furthermore, in our hearts there's a longing for eternity and perfection, a kingdom where good things never end and Bad things never are. God has set eternity in the hearts of men, Solomon says. We want our loving relationships and our hard work to endure forever. Eventually, everything comes to an end and we are left dissatisfied and disapproving and disillusioned in this fragile, fallen, and frustrating world. Thankfully, in time, God will make everything beautiful, everything beautiful. everything is beautiful god is making everything beautiful until we see it as he sees it we have to trust him in faith one day we will die and sit with him above it all to see what he was doing from beginning to end but it's not yet that time do you think you've ever worked a day in vain and got nothing meaningful accomplished do you think you've ever shed a tear in vain? Do you think you've ever read a Bible verse in, da- in vain, one in one ear and out the other? Do you think you've ever confessed a sin in vain? Do you think a bullet has ever been fired in vain? Do you think a meal has ever been eaten in vain? The answer's yes. Life seems that way, doesn't it? Meaninglessness, a chasing after the wind, vanity, Remember life under the sun, apart from God, that's how it looks. Everything seems meaningless, but not with God. God makes everything beautiful in its time, in his time. Does it bother you how much is wasted in this world? Does it bother you how much you waste? Should. Here's a revelation, God wastes nothing. Our great God uses our miserable efforts and our mismanagement and our horrible decisions. He used godless guys like Herod and Pilate who could have saved Jesus from death but instead had him killed. He used brutal betrayers like Judas Iscariot to fulfill prophecy and to bring about the redemption of his people. We have a God who uses everything and everyone, every day, every minute, every opportunity, and he bends it all back toward his will and and his beauty in its time. The Bible full of story after story, where God takes the ill will and stupidity of people and all the evil that is done, and he bends it back for our well-being and one day he will make all things beautiful is that not what we say and we know that in all things god works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose romans 8:28 all things and of course when we hear that verse we think of all things we think of the death of jesus how could That be for good. Horrible. Death on a cross, despised and rejected by men. His horrible death is detailed out for us in the Gospels as the main event of the books. And yet we call it Good Friday because it's the event that made things right again. It's very good. It's the event that paid the price for the sins of the world. That appeased the justice of God that made everything beautiful and good for eternity for those who trust and believe in God's Son, Jesus. We have a beautiful future because God worked all things for our good. He is making things beautiful. And echoing Solomon, St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 9 and following, for we know in part but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. That day will be a beautiful day when God makes everything beautiful once and for all. We often spend our time looking back with regret or looking forward with plans, and we miss the present. We become consumed with mourning the past, or consumed with changing the future, and unfortunately we miss the present. Solomon is saying, careful. Remember what you've been taught. God has two hands. One is his active will, where he makes things happen, he intervenes. The other is his passive will, where he allows things to happen, lets nature take its course, let the bad guys all destroy themselves. God is never the author of evil, ever, but God can use evil, if need be, to bring about his purposes. So whatever is in your life, whatever season you might be in, it could be, very well, be God preparing you for the next season. One way or another, God is at work in your life to will and to do His good pleasure. The big idea is to know what season you're in, trust God that He's in it with you, and find a way to be happy and enjoy it with people you love. There is very little you will take with you into God's eternal kingdom. Think about it. You will take people and you will likely take memories. We're being encouraged to take the time to enjoy people, be happy and make memories on our journey to the beautiful eternal life. Amen.